Coming up on the Broke at 40 podcast, we're going to be talking about the precious present, which is the key to unlock your golden handcuffs. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember, if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. I'm talking through a book that my mother got me, and I have it right here in front of me, in 1997, which is called The Precious Present. And I wanted to take today's episode to share the premise of this book. And I also want to talk, though, about the key that I think all of us have within us to unlock the golden handcuffs. If you haven't listened to one of my episodes early on in my podcast series, last year, I had an episode called The Golden Handcuffs. So I'd like to revisit that concept a little bit today and anchor it to the precious present, this book, this gift that my mother gave me when I was actually 31 years old. So when I opened up the book, she gave it to me May 27th of 1997. So I was like 31 years old. It says, to Evan, with love, mom. And it was written by Spencer Johnson. It says a number one New York Times bestselling author, co-author of The One Minute Manager. It says it's been a classic for over a decade. Well, this was two decades ago that I got this book. So this book has been around 30, 35 years, maybe more. It's a very simple story um, that I would like to share with you today and then anchor it to how we can unlock our handcuffs if we have those. So let me go ahead and read it to you. It's story time today on the Broken 40 podcast. So it says, once there was a boy who listened to an old man and thus began to learn about the precious present. It is a present because it is a gift, the contented man explained. And it is called the precious present because it is the best present of all. When the boy asked why, the old man explained. It is the best present a person can receive because anyone who receives such a gift is happy forever. Wow, the little boy exclaimed. I hope that somebody gives me the precious present. Maybe I'll get it for Christmas. And the boy then ran off to play and the old man smiled. He liked to watch the little boy play. He saw the smile of the youngster's face and heard him laughing as he swung from a nearby tree. The boy was happy and it was a joy to see. The old man also liked to watch the boy work. He even rose early on Saturday mornings to watch the little laborer across the street mow the lawn. The boy actually whistled while he worked. The little child was happy no matter what he was doing. It was indeed a joy to behold. When he thought about the old man, what the old man had said, the boy thought he understood because he knew about presents, like the bicycle he got for his birthday and the gifts he found under the tree Christmas morning. But as the boy thought more about it, he knew. The joy of toys never lasts forever. So the boy began to feel uneasy. What then, he wondered, is the precious present? What could be so good, so much better than any other present that it's called the precious present? What could possibly make me happy forever? He found it 
difficult to even imagine the answer. And so he returned to ask the old man, is the precious present a magical ring? One that I might put on my finger and make all my wishes come true? No, he was told. The precious present has nothing to do with wishing. As the boy grew older, he continued to wonder. He went to the old man. Is the precious present a flying carpet, he inquired. One that I could get on and go any place I liked? No, the old man quietly replied. When you have the precious present, you are perfectly content to be where you are. Now that the boy was becoming a young man, he felt a bit foolish for asking, but he was uncomfortable. He began to see that he was not achieving what he wanted. Is the precious present, he slowly ventured, a sunken treasure, perhaps rare gold coins buried by pirates long ago? Nope. No, young man, the old man said, it is not. The richnesses is rare indeed, but the wealth of the precious present comes only from itself. The young man thought for a moment, and then he became annoyed. You told me that anyone who receives such a present will be happy forever. I never got such a gift as a child. I'm afraid you don't understand, the old man responded. You already know what the precious present is. You already know where to find it, and you already know how it can make you happy. You knew it best when you were a child, but you simply have forgotten. So the young man went away to think, but as time passed, he became frustrated and finally angry. He eventually confronted the old man. If you want me to be happy, the young man shouted, why don't you just tell me what the precious present is and where to find it? The old man volleyed. Yes, exactly. The young man demanded. I would like to, but I don't have such power. Nobody does. Only you have the power to make yourself happy. Only you. This precious present is not something that someone gives to you. It is a gift that you give yourself. The young man was confused but determined. He resolved to find the precious present himself. And so he packed his bags. He left where he was and he went elsewhere to look for the precious present. After many years, the man grew tired of looking for the precious present. He read all the latest books. He looked at the Wall Street Journal. He looked in the mirror and at the faces of other people. He wanted so much to find the precious present. He had gone to all these lengths. He even looked for it on top of mountains and in cold, dark caves. He had searched for it in dense, humid jungles and beneath the seas, but it was all to no avail. He's, he, his stressful search had exhausted him. Occasionally, he even became ill, but he didn't really know why. The man returned wearily to the old man's side. The old man was happy to see him. They often smiled and occasionally laughed out loud together. The young man liked to be with the old man. He felt happy in his present. He guessed that this was because the old man was happy with himself. It wasn't that the old man's life was so trouble-free, right? He didn't appear to have a lot of money. He seemed to be alone most of the time. In fact, there was no apparent reason why he was so much happier and healthier than most people, but happy he was, and so were those who spent time with him. So why did it feel so good to be with him? The young man wondered why. He left wondering. After many years, the, young, the once young man returned to inquire further. He was now very unhappy and often ill. He really needed to talk to the old man, but... The old man had grown very old, and all too soon he spoke no more. The wise voice could no longer be heard, so the man was alone. At first he was saddened by the loss of his old friend, and then he became frightened, very frightened. 
He was afraid that he would never learn how to be happy until he finally accepted what he had always known to be true. He was the only one that could find his own happiness. The unhappy man recalled what the old man had told him many years ago, but as hard as he tried, he could not figure it out. He tried to understand what he had heard. The precious present is nothing to do with wishing. When you have the precious present, you will be perfectly content to be where you are. The riches of the precious present comes from its own source. The precious present is not something that somebody gives to you. It is something that you give to yourself. The unhappy man was now tired of looking for the precious present. He had grown so tired of, of trying and he simply stopped trying. But then it happened. He didn't know why it happened, but it just happened. He realized that the precious present was just that, the present, not the past, not the future, but the precious present. He realized that the precious moment is always precious. Not because it was absolutely flawless, which it often seemed not to be, but because it was absolutely everything it was meant to be at that moment. In an instant, the man was happy. He realized that he was in the precious present. He raised both hands triumphantly into the cool, fresh air, and he was joyous for a moment. But then just as quickly as he discovered it, he let the joy of that precious present evaporate. He slowly, slowly, slowly lowered his hands, touched his forehead and frowned. And again, he was unhappy. Why, he asked himself, why didn't I see the obvious long ago? Why have I missed so many precious moments? Why has it taken me so long to live in the present? As the man remembered his fruitless travels around the world in his search for the precious present, he knew how much happiness he had really lost. In the past, he had sensed that he thought, in the past, he had sensed what he thought was imperfect in too many moments. He had not experienced what each special time and place had to offer. He had missed a great deal, and he felt sad. The man continued to berate himself, and then he saw what he was doing. Again, he observed that he was trapped by his guilt about his past. When he became aware of his unhappiness of his being in the past, he returned to the present moment, and again, he was happy. But then the man began to worry about the future. Will I be able to know the joy of living in the precious present tomorrow? Then he saw that he was living in the future, and he laughed to himself, and he listened to what he knew now. He had heard the wisdom of his own voice. It is wise for me to think about the past and learn from the past, but it is not wise for me to be in the past. That is how I lose myself. It is also wise to think about the future and prepare for my future, but it is not, it is not wise for me to be in the future, for that too is how I lose myself. And when I lose myself, I lose what is most precious to me. It was so simple. He now saw it. The present nourished him. But the man knew it was not going to be easy. Learning to be in the present was a process he was going to have to do over and over and over again until it became a part of him. Now he knew why he had enjoyed being with the old man. The old man was totally present when he was with the younger man. The old man was not thinking about something else or wishing he was somewhere else. He was fully present and it felt good to be with such a person. 
The younger man smiled at himself the way the old man used to smile. He knew. I can choose to be happy now, or I can try to be happy when or if, but the man chose now. And now the man was happy. He felt at peace with himself. He agreed to savor each moment in his life for as perfect and apparently the apparently good and the apparently bad, even if he didn't understand it. For the first time in his life, it didn't matter. He accepted each of his precious moments on this planet as a gift. I know that some people choose to receive the precious present when they are young, others in middle age, and some when they are very old. And sadly, some people never do. But I can choose the precious present wherever I want. As the man sat thinking, he felt fortunate. He was who he was, where he was, and now he knew. He would always be who he was, where he was. He listened again to his own thoughts. The precious present is what is. It is precious, even if you don't know why. It is already just the way it is supposed to be. When I see the present, I accept the present, and I experience the present. I am well and I am happy. Pain is the difference between what is and what I want it to be. When I feel guilty over my imperfect past or when I'm anxious about my uncertain future, I don't live in the present. That's when I experience pain. I make myself ill and I become unhappy. The past was My past was the present and my future will be the present. The present moment is all, the only reality I will ever experience. As long as I continue to stay in the present, I'm happy forever because forever is always the present. The present is simply who I am, just the way I am right now. And it is precious. The precious present is something precious I can give to and receive from myself, for I am precious. I am the precious present. The old man smiled, then he grinned. It was as though he could hear the old man talking, and then his grin widened and he laughed. He felt a great joy. He knew he was listening not to the old man, but to himself. It felt good for him to be with himself just the way that he was at that moment. He felt he had enough. He felt he knew enough. He felt he was enough right now. He had finally found and accepted the precious present and he was completely happy. Several decades later, the man had grown into a happy, prosperous, and healthy old man. And one day a little girl came by and she liked listening to the old man, or so she called him. It was fun to be with him, she thought. There was something special about him, but she didn't really know what it was. On one special day, the little girl began to really listen to the old man. Somehow she sensed something important in his calm voice. He seemed happy but she really couldn't understand why. How could somebody so old be so happy? She asked, and the old man smiled. Then he told her. All of a sudden, the little girl jumped up with delight and squealed and ran off to play, And for he heard what she had said. Wow, she explained. I hope that somebody gives me the precious present.
So that, everybody, is the story of The Precious Present. Again, this book that my mother gave me back in May of 1997 when I was 31 years old. She must have sensed in me at the time in my life that I must have been struggling with some things. I'm not sure exactly what that may have been. It may have been financial things uh, because in my 20s and my 30s, I really couldn't get my act together very well, especially with finding a career path and a job. And I think maybe my family felt like, okay, Evan wasn't really applying himself or I don't know, but they, you know, getting that book from my mom really meant a lot to me again, being 31 years old. And it just, it taught me the basics of how I could try to be happy every moment, even though things weren't really going my way. Uh, with my career, with money. Um, It was just such a long journey before I even woke up financially speaking. And so, I mean, if you think about it, that's age 31 up until the age 40, um, living paycheck to paycheck. And it was also a year or two after my bankruptcy. So yeah, imagine my family seeing me at age 29 being bankrupt. And then another year goes by, I still couldn't find a good job. So I must've been complaining about things. Um, I'm not sure how vocal I was about those types of things. I felt probably like a victim pretty much. So for everybody listening to today's episode, if you're one of those people right now that is struggling through the pandemic and you haven't found a great job, maybe you've been laid off, maybe there are all sorts of things going on in your life I'm here to tell you that you really have to stop pretty much every day and think to yourself, I need to live in the moment today. I can't be thinking about the past, just like this story that I shared with you today. You can't be thinking too much about the future. And was I guilty of that? Yes. But I want to share with you that if you give yourself maybe an hour a day in the morning to think about how you're going to take those baby steps to get better, whether it's finding a job or even saving money. You know, if you, it's going to take that time to live in the moment and be happy every single day for what you have. But you do have to live in the future a little bit, in my opinion, to give yourself that opportunity an hour a day to think about what do I need to do to make things better Because if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to get to where you want to be, like I always say. So the golden handcuffs then for part two of this uh, episode today is last year, I had the episode about the golden handcuffs. Let me just reiterate what that means to me. So many Americans live their lives where they're living at their means. And as you know, we see these shiny objects and we want things, big homes, expensive cars, and we're conditioned by society to do to buy these things and to live that certain way that we have income coming in and we can then buy things, minimum payments. We're just okay with that. We see that as success. But I would like to challenge each of you to really stop and think, is that success for you long-term, especially for those of you that are broke at 40? If you have not really taken the steps in your 20s and 30s like I didn't, then I would really challenge you guys to stop right now as a late in life saver and get things going your way. And if that means 
getting rid of your home that you bought that you can't afford and downsizing, then do that. Do that now. If that means selling a car that you've spent way too much money on that you're leasing it for $700 or $800 a month, then get out of that and get a, an old car temporarily. Don't be thinking that, you know, that's, you know, going to be a failure because it's not. You really just have to stand in what you believe in. And I'm there backing you up every moment of the way. Who cares what your friends think? And just, you know, learn that you're handcuffed to your career, your job. Many people, I was handcuffed as well, right? Until I had the bankruptcy and I got rid of some debt, but I was still living paycheck to paycheck. So the golden handcuffs really is, you know, picture yourself right now with handcuffs, maybe behind your back. Think about the restrictions of things you can't do, metaphorically speaking, right? How would you get up in the morning? How would you brush your teeth? How would you make breakfast? How would you take care for your children? How would you drive your car down the street? But many of you are handcuffed in that way financially, and you don't even know it. So I'm asking for people to kind of wake up and say, I really need to make some changes. And those big changes that you can make are huge in the trajectory of building your future in the right direction over 5, 10, and 15 years. And I, and I always say, if I can do it, anybody can. So again, I would really challenge you to, you know, picture yourself with the handcuffs, like right now, you know, just think, close your eyes for a minute and just think to yourself, okay, I do have these handcuffs. I'm making money. I'm making really great money, the most I've ever made potentially in my life, but I'm spending it all. I'm handcuffed. I can't move. But then picture yourself as the precious present. The story of the precious present is really that that little boy and that little girl knew that they were happy when they were children until society comes in and tells us otherwise. We wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, society comes in and puts all these pressures on us and we begin to lose ourselves. But we have to have that conviction within ourselves to say, no matter what I go through, no matter if my bankruptcy, no matter living paycheck to paycheck for 11 years or whatever you guys are going through, you have to say to yourself, I am happy in this moment today and I'm going to really make changes for the future so I can be happy in the future as well. I'm a big proponent, again, of living in the future, maybe an hour a day in the morning and then put it away. Live in the past for a little bit because you don't want to forget it and then put it away. Then live in the present. But you've got to, in my opinion, at least live in the present and live, I'm, I'm sorry, live in the past and live in the future because you don't want to forget the past and you need to vision out what the future can be for yourself. If you just live in the moment today, that's not good either. So being happy, yes, you need to live in the moment today and accept everything that you're going through today. So as I think about closing this episode, then I hope you enjoyed this story time where I spoke of Spencer Johnson's book called The Precious Present. Again, it was a gift from my mom. And by reading that book, she was teaching me that for whatever reason, she knew and could sense that I wasn't really present with myself. And so it did help me through the years to become a more present person. And I have the book in my closet and occasionally I'll get it out and read it just like I did for you today. So I hope that helps you guys again, as you start thinking about your financial future. And again, as I said, at the top of this episode, this podcast really isn't about 
how to open up a mutual fund and things like that. Um, I will be sharing with you, as you know, some episodes where I'll be, uh, you know, talking through numbers and things as well, which I think is super important. But when I really look back over 14 or 15 years, I have to be honest with you, honest with you and say it's things like this book that really changed me and helped me become the financially successful person that I ultimately became. And it, it wasn't because I learned the 20%. It wasn't because of that. It was the other 80%. It was things I could think about on a weekly, monthly, and yearly basis to keep myself focused on what my goals are. And I want you guys to think that way as well. Again, if you've got the handcuffs on right now, my heart goes out to you. I want you to be thinking about ways that you can release the handcuffs. And the way to release the handcuffs, by the way, I didn't even mention it, but I talked about it in my first episode on the golden handcuffs. And that is the key to unlock those golden handcuffs is you. It's nobody else. It's just like the little boy in the park that's talking to the old man that was happy. He wanted to know, how do I become happy like this old man? Well, he knows it as a child. And when he got older, he lost it, right? So he had the key to his own happiness. And you guys have the own key to unlock the handcuffs that restrict you financially from being the wonderfully financially abundant person that you can ultimately be. So that's what I have for you guys on today's episode. Again, I wanted to read to you the book, one of my favorite books of all time, which isn't really a financial book, as you know, but it's something that has motivated me to become the person that I wanted to be, the precious present. And I also talked about the keys to unlocking your golden handcuffs. And just to give you a little bit more information that I shared in the first golden handcuff episode is that there really are four different areas that I quickly want to talk about here before I close the episode that you might want to be thinking about if you're one of those people that has, you know, these handcuffs on. Number one, if you have a lot of debt of mortgage debt, you guys might really want to seriously think about what you can do to alleviate yourself of that debt. The real estate market is really high right now. So if you have to sell your place, that might be the best thing to do. To do what? To jumpstart your uh, your um, growth towards financial independence. Number two, maybe some of you are spending more than you should be on children. Maybe you're spending a lot more on things that you should be in that regard. Maybe you have college loan debt, things and loans that you could get rid of. And some of you may have lots of consumer debt as well, credit card debt. So you'd want to be paying that down as well. So I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I want you guys to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth. I appreciate you guys. I believe in you. And I congratulate you for every step of the way. I'm Evan Thomas, and I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast. that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. 
And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.